Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by the Next Enrollment of Aligned Coaching, my signature group program where Latina therapists learn how to double their therapy income with coaching. We help Latina therapists that are trainees in community mental health or private practice learn ethical marketing skills so they can grow their income and impact. Our clients are Latina therapists that know they want to expand their offerings while using their therapy skills so they can increase their income and heal their burnout. The problem is that they don't identify with being entrepreneurs. They have a difficult time marketing their services and feel guilty for charging private pay. Inside of Aligned Coaching, we help you create your coaching offer using our fail-safe business model. We teach you how to ethically market your services so you never feel ashamed or embarrassed to offer your services again. And we teach you how to honor your price and price your rates without guilt so you can have more space in your calendar and heal your burnout. The program is 12 months of weekly group coaching. You heard that right. A whole year. Align Coaching has now been extended to one whole year. You also get access to a curriculum portal you can watch from the comfort of anywhere in your home to accommodate to your busy schedule. PR coaching is available and a group community Slack support chat is also available. The investment is $4,000 for 12 months and payment plans are available. Doors will be opening for enrollment on April 28th at the end of my free training where I teach you how to double your therapy income without burnout. Register for the free training now to join us inside. When you attend the training, you will get access to early enrollment and an exciting bonus that is only available when you enroll inside Align Coaching in the first 48 hours. I can't wait to help you double your therapy income with coaching. Without further ado, let's dive into what we will be talking about in today's episode. Today, we have a special, special guest, alumni of Align Coaching, Norma Garcia, a licensed clinical social worker and life and inner healing coach. Norma Garcia is a first-generation Latina, first in her family to receive her master's degree. She is a licensed clinical social worker and life and inner healing coach, passionate about mental health and serving her Latinx community. She is an advocate of all things self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-care, and self-love. She believes in healing relationships with yourself and living a balanced, mindful life. Norma is a travel enthusiast and foodie, always in search of adventure and new experiences. In today's episode, you will have an opportunity to hear about Norma's experience as she introduced coaching into her business model and expanded her offerings using coaching. She will share with us how she balanced her busy schedule as a licensed therapist working in a school district for her nine to five, a full-time private practice, and starting her coaching business and offering coaching as part of her offering. Norma also shares about her experience in embracing her CEO identity and all of the limiting beliefs and self-doubts that came up for her in the process of making this transition and on her path to becoming nine to five optional. This episode is part one of two episodes that will be released on this interview. So make sure that you tune in next week with part two so you can get the full entire episode. Hi, and welcome to the Latina CEO Identity Podcast, a show for Latinas who want to take the unconventional path. 
I'm so happy you're here. I'm your host, Liz Fernandez, a first-generation daughter of immigrants and therapist turned multi-six-figure CEO and identity coach. I help Latinas create and claim their identity as booked-out coaches and entrepreneurs. In this show, you will have a space to help you realize just how gifted and extraordinary you already are so that you start tapping into your gifts and start creating your Latina CEO identity. Lista? Let's get into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode. I am so excited because today we have a very special guest. Today we have Norma Garcia. She is a licensed clinical social worker and life and healing coach, and she's actually an alumni of Align Coaching, and I'm so, so excited. You're going to get to hear from her today. She's going to be pouring into us, and I literally just can't wait for you to hear all of the amazing things that Norma does with her clients, who she works with. And just everything that she's going to share with us today is really going to support you in your own journey with either healing and or your journey to adding coaching into your business model. So I'm so excited to have you on the show today, Norma. Tell us about who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Wow. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction, Liz. I'm so excited to be here and honored. My name is Norma Garcia. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and an inner healing coach as of a few months ago, which I'm so excited to share more about that journey. I've been in community mental health for the past 10 years, just devoting my time in therapy and helping uh, my Latino community navigate mental health. And just recently, as I mentioned, I started uh, adding coaching into my therapy practice uh, just because of different, you know, things that I, I want to do in terms of being able to reach more of my community, being able to help support um, more Latinas um, that I feel, you know, are able to connect with like my experience and my story. It's been a very transformative uh, journey of, you know, doing therapy for the past 10 years, which I'm, I feel so comfortable. I feel like I can do it like the back of my hand and just adding this whole coaching element let me say it has been such a transformation, not just in learning the skill of it, but also how much I've transformed in it. So uh, yeah, I'm excited that I'm here. Yes. Oh my God. So, so good. We are so, so like, and you can already tell as you're listening to this episode, for those of you listening, Norma's demeanor is so calming, like just her essence is so calming. So I'm telling you, if you want to work with her, run, don't walk, because even though she has a booked out private practice right now, uh, she is accepting clients. And that is essentially the energy that you're going to be walking into when you are in her energy and in her space. And tell us, Norma, what led you into introducing coaching into your business model? What made you want to be a coach? Did you ever think that you were going to be a coach? Uh, such a good, good question, because to be honest, no. I never imagined that I would, let alone be entrepreneur, right, to venture into having my own business. And so when I learned about coaching, I was like, wait, what is this? Like, how can I do that? And I just remember, you know, when I started following you and just seeing your lifestyle, seeing the way that you manifested and did all the things that you wanted to do. And the one thing that I loved is that you lived abroad. And that to me is something very, you know, personal because I love to travel. And so just kind of seeing, reflecting on just my, my journey as a therapist and 
this year actually marked my 10th year of uh, devoting myself to community mental health. And when I say community mental health, um, this is the community that is the underserved, underprivileged, so the really challenging uh, clients. And so after doing that for so many years, um, as a human, I also, you know, get burnt out. I started um, just feeling overwhelmed and, you know, just with the demand of the work itself, the emotional exhaustion, the constantly having to be present for the clients, having to carry, you know, all the stories. And although I feel I've been able to practice good self-care, I've done my own therapy myself. I have my support system. I just started realizing that I wasn't fulfilled anymore. I wasn't fulfilled in the work that I was doing. I wasn't fulfilled having to, you know, be constrained by time. And so I think the the real transition was that when I was, uh, so currently I am working as a psychiatric social worker with Los Angeles district at a high school. And so when I got hired on, the pandemic hit. So for one year, I was able to work from home. And that really, um, I think, was pivotal for me because I saw what it was like to work from home. And this is granted, I've always had a nine to five job my entire life. That's how I've been programmed. That's how I've been conditioned. Like I'm a nine to five type of person. And I would identify myself as that. And I, and I would just live for the weekends. But once I started you know, working from home, kind of seeing like, wow, this is nice to, even though I had a schedule, it was nice to like, have a slow morning, you know, take my time, not feel confined that like I have to be at work at this time to that time. You know, I'm just so really enjoying that, that freedom in a sense. And then just thinking about like, wow, I've been doing this for so many years. I've been licensed since uh, 2015. So with my licensure, I'm able to do my private practice. So uh, last year, I, while I was uh, still working with the district, I was like, you know what, let me let me try private practice. Let me see what this is like. Let me kind of start building that to see where this can take off. So it's been a year that I've been in, in private practice. So on top of my nine to five, I also, you know, uh, manage my own private practice in the evenings, um, usually like during the week. And so just all the time that I'm spending right in serving others which I absolutely love and I'm very passionate about. And I, I still want to continue doing that. But I want to do it in a way that that works for me, in a way that it's going to give me the quality of life that I want. And I know that I've already, you know, served the most challenge. And I feel like I already, like, you know, did all the work possible, that I'm ready to really venture out and now do things for myself and be that boss that I thought I would never be. But now that I, I did do the private practice, it did open the doors of like, you know what? Like I can do this. Even right now I have almost a full caseload. I have 10 clients and I'm like, if I can manage a full-time job, my private practice, and if I can just devote the, the time that I'm devoting for my full-time job into myself, into my practice, and now the coaching, I can only imagine how much more at peace, how much more fulfilled, and how much more aligned um, I will be with just really doing the things that I truly love and getting that that freedom, right? Freedom with time, freedom with location. Um, it would be a dream of me to be able to just travel the world, be able to work from anywhere, just having the the option to choose. I love everything that you shared, Norma. And 
really what I'm hearing is that there's a part of you, right. That realized that you love the work, right. You've been in community mental health for like a decade now. And you realize that like, even though you love the work, you love serving the community, it's almost like it's time to pass the baton. Right. And you also realize that like, unfortunately the system, right. Doesn't really provide you with the quality of life, not necessarily the field, but the system in itself, it's not set up to support therapists in their quality of life and that flexibility. And I can hear that with, with like what you shared, right. Of the realities of what it was like to shift in the pandemic of like virtual work, where you finally were able to get that taste of like, wow, I could work for myself. Like I could be doing this. This could be my normal. And I mean, I celebrate you for taking the leap and starting your your private practice because it's almost like every step you took on your journey professionally led you to this point of being an entrepreneurship, an entrepreneur and realizing that while you can be an entrepreneur. And I think a lot of therapists, right? And myself included, <laughs> we think that, oh no, we're not entrepreneurs, but then we want our whole life. We dream to be a, like in private practice. And we fail to realize that being in private practice is you being an entrepreneur because you wear a lot of different hats, right? You're in charge of charging clients, especially if you are charging private pay, you are marketing your services and you're attracting clients, but we don't see that because in our mind, we're like, oh no, we're just therapists, right? So it's so interesting how our brain will go there. And then when we think about like going into private practice and, or expanding just our offerings and our skills and services, we feel like we can't do it because we're so attached to that nine to five mentality of like, oh no, like there's systems in place and we got to abide by those systems. But I love that, you know, that you shared with us your own journey and your process and you balancing work, being a full-time therapist in a school district, right? And balancing a full caseload of clients within your private practice and introducing coaching into your, your services while taking care of yourself, right? And I know that, like, I think back to our, our consultation call and I remember you saying, I have a lot on my plate. Like, I don't know if I want to add another thing, right? So it's just so interesting how sometimes, as you mentioned, right? Like you started to realize that, wow, like I can run a full-time private practice and work a full-time job. Imagine what else I can't do, right? So I love that you shared that with us. And I just admire your ability to balance it all because I know for many, that's something that like really gets in the way of them even just seeing themselves as someone, especially for Latinas, right? It gets really in the way of them seeing themselves as being capable of doing the things that they like dream of. And you're showing us that that is actually possible as a Latina therapist. So tell us a little bit about where you were before introducing coaching into your business model and joining Align Coaching? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can definitely remember that day that I signed up for the consultation. So as I was mentioned earlier, you know, just leading up to just managing everything, I felt that, so initially I thought that private practice was going to be the answer. I thought that that was going to be the, the thing that was going to give me the freedom. However, in just doing the private practice, I realized too, well, I'm it's just the similar work that I'm doing. And so what I was looking for was something that would help me balance the emotional, mental exhaustion that comes from just doing strictly therapy. So when I started, um, you know, just randomly just doing research on social media, just kind of seeing what everyone is doing, 
I hadn't heard about coaching prior, but never really understood what it was. And so the more that I started uh, seeing, you know, like the other Latinas on social media talking about coaching and the kind of services that they provide and how they help uh, Latinas, it really resonated with me. Like I was like, wait a minute, like, what is this, you know? And especially seeing the kind of lifestyles and just the expansion of what the coaching world provides, I was completely like, I need to figure what this, I need to figure this out. I need to figure out what this is, how I can incorporate it. Because again, yeah, in my mind, I was like, I'm just a therapist and that's all I know how to do. Like, that's my only skill set. <laughs> and so seeing, you know, how even with coaching, it would be something that would allow me to expand in terms of who I would be able to help. Um, not just in the state of, because with my licensure, I'm only able to service clients in California. So that is limiting in, in that respect. And so when learning about coaching and seeing how I can expand, you know, outside of California, outside of the U.S. And again, like just the the, the idea of it really resonated with me. And I think it led me to want to explore that more because at that time, you know, I, as I mentioned, I was just feeling burnt out. I wasn't fulfilled and I didn't understand why I'm like, I love this work. Why am I feeling burned out? Why am I not enjoying it as much? It felt like cada día me levantaba, I go to my first job, go to my second job, and then what, you know? So I remember that I had been uh, following you for some time, I think six months prior to when I did a line coaching. And initially I was like, ooh, like, look, look at who she, like, who is she? Like, what is she doing? And then... The more that I started watching, the more I, I I was getting triggered. I was getting triggered. I was getting up. I was at work and I'm like, oh, like, why am I here? Like, I see other coaches or other Latinas doing X, Y, and Z. You know, um, I know that it's not, not, it's not, it's not all like, you know, glamorous or anything, but I, there was parts of it that I'm like, why can I do that? You know, so for a while, I'll be honest, like I muted your stories. I'm like, I, I cannot be seeing this because it's just making me upset that this is where I'm at. I was feeling stuck. I was feeling like, why, you know, why can I do that? You know, and, and that was a repeating thought, like, well, why can I do that? And then one day I was like, but I can, like, I can do that, you know? And it wasn't until I started switching, you know, um, that thought into like, well, why can I to wait, I could do it. You know, like I started thinking about like, you know, like I'm licensed, I have a skill set, I have my experience, I have my lived experience, I have like my own stories. Why can't I do it? You know, so finally, um, when I decided to unmute your stories, I, you know, I was like, you know what, like, I think it's time, you know, and so I remember I had called my best friend and I was like, and the thing was, no one knew what was going on in my head. I had not told anyone, no one really knew that I was, how I was feeling, that I was, that I was unhappy with what I was doing, that I was feeling like constrained. And so I called my best friend. I was like, Hey, this is what's going on. I gave her a quick little rundown of like, what's been, you know, how, what I've been processing. And she was like, do it right now, right now, like sign up and do it. And the thing was that I knew that if I were to sign up to the consultation call, because I know myself, I, I knew that I was going to like, part of it, I could be a bit gullible sometimes, but no, uh, <laughs> I, but I know myself, I was like, I know that if I, if I show up, I'm going to do it, you know? And I was like, but no, like, I don't know. Like, even though I felt like it was time, I was like, but like, you know, 
I don't know, like, like I mentioned to you, like, I already have a lot on my plate. I don't know if I can manage more. Um, my time is limited. Like, I just felt like I didn't have the capacity for it, you know, but my, my breast one was like, well, the time is now. Like, why wait three months from now? Why wait till next year? You know, so I really thought about it, just did it. I put the consultation call and here I am. <laughs> oh my God. We're, we're like smiling behind the scenes because... <laughs> It's like, I, I will never forget the consultation, right? And like, Norma, there's so much here with what you shared. And I think it's so valuable to our listeners because so many of our Latina therapists experience the same things that you're experiencing. If we look to our community and the clinicians, social workers, therapists that are in, working in mental health, like that is the reality of what their experience is, right? Like they have incredibly high caseloads. The quality of life is just not there. And naturally we want to serve so much and we want to do be really great at what we do but there does come a point where we we start realizing wow there's no more like there's no more left for me to do here right like you know how to do the work in your sleep but you're starting to feel like you're almost like on autopilot right and i think you described it so well where you realized wow i was starting to show up to work and not enjoy it as much anymore and i was maybe not for your i don't know if this was your experience but i know for me when i was in in therapy and in community mental health i remember feeling like hoping that clients and i'm not proud to say this hoping that clients didn't show up because i was so tired and i was in like that's me being, being really real like i wasn't proud of it but i was mentally exhausted and drained and it wasn't because of the client. It was because of all of the additional paperwork and like administration things that were like involved in the work. Not only was I providing services, I was being a case manager. I was being of support to, you know, the parents of the, of the kids I was working with and um, or families. So it was like almost like this invisible labor that isn't spoken about, right? That really like hinders your ability to prioritize yourself and your mental health to be able to provide clients with the best quality of care. Based on what you're sharing, it really sounds like you were in a place where you were like, I love the work I do. I've been doing it for so long. I want to expand to private practice. You did that, but you also realized the limitations that that was providing you with, right? Like, yes, you can serve clients, but I also know that you could, you were accepting clients from all different populations, whereas like as therapists, of course, we have a unique specialty we want to specialize in, but sometimes we can't specialize in it because of the nature of the agencies we're working in and the school systems we're working in. And we just are supposed to accept everybody, like according to like the agency that you work for. So it really sounds like you found a place where you realize, wow, there's more outside of therapy work with the skill sets that I have. And I love that you mentioned the triggers that came up for you because it's a reality that does come up, right? And I know we talked about this in our consultation call where, you know, I shared with you, like sometimes th that pull of like that trigger, if we use it well, right, we can realize just like you did that, you know, we can use it for us. And usually that trigger that's moved within us, it's because we want to do something that we're like not like holding ourselves to. It's almost like this dance back and forth dance, right? Where estás en la línea and you're like, should I jump? Should yeah. I not? Should I jump? Should I not? <laughs> and it's like this go back and forth jump. But it's like, sometimes if you, you know, if you ever feel like those thoughts come up for you, for those that are listening of, I see this person's content and, or I see this person doing this thing. And like, it makes me feel a type of way. I want you all to lean into that and ask yourself, 
what are they doing that I really want to do that I haven't had the courage to do, right? Because I am capable, just like Norma shared with us today, right? Like she started realizing with leaning in that she is freaking highly skill set. Like she runs a whole private practice, right? She is booked out and she realized, si ellas pueden, why can't I, right? And she leaned in and I love that you did that, Norma, because now you're on your way to becoming nine to five optional, which is freaking amazing. And we're going to dive into that. But is there anything else that like you want to add to that? But I love that you share that with us because they're the realities of what comes up for us on social media sometimes. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, everything that, you know, you mentioned and really, you know, allowing myself to be vulnerable, allowing myself like, like lean into that uncomfortableness and, you know, kind of like the, not just for me, is it a professional, you know, transition, but I think personally, there's so much that I've gained in that process in terms of really reevaluating, like, what do I value? What's important for me? You know, what have been, you know, my limiting beliefs up until this point, you know, what were the things that were keeping me still in the nine to five mentality in the, you know, having to just limit myself with the type of community mental health and why hadn't I started private practice a long time ago? Like, why did it take me this long? And, you know, so it's it's a lot of just also personal growth that came with it. And one thing that I absolutely love that coaching is able to offer me is that I'm able to bring in my personality. I'm able to be authentic. I'm able to show who I truly am, you know, and being able to share my stories. And I know this is something that, I, you know, I we've, we've talked about before in our group program where that's been a you know challenge, especially because as therapists, we are trained to not self-disclose, to focus it on, on the client. It's all about them. And with the coaching, you know, it's been a, a, a complete like mind shift of like, wait a minute, like I can self-disclose, I can share my story. And although it's a process that I'm still um, like learning and navigating, even today, you know, on my uh, social media, I posted, you know, just my story about like how I healed from my breakup and just the, how I was able to like rebuild myself and heal the relationship within myself. That's something that as a therapist, I don't think I would have been able to, to have done, you know, so the coaching, I feel it just, it has like expanded just my ability to cut, to show up as a whole person, not just show like parts of me. And just like the the storytelling part has been something that for me has been really transformative because now I get to own my story. I get to show my story, you know? And even as I'm like thinking about like, well, what am I going to say? Like, how am I going to like the how, like, how do I share my story? You know? Because again, it's not something that I, I know how to do, you know, that I know how to put words into narrating, you know, who I am and what I've done besides just the kind of like, the check boxes, you know? So good. I keep nodding my head because yes, to everything that you said. And again, like I keep saying this, but there is so much here. Like I think about like, again, the journey and like the hesitations that come up for us when we're going to start in the doubts and the belief in the limiting beliefs. Right. And I love that you spoke to like the process of self-disclosure as a therapist, because we were going to jump into hesitations, right? Like what hesitations come up for us. And that's a huge one. Because I think that in therapy field and and just in the system in general, we are trained to not self-disclose. So it's almost like we are only sharing pieces of ourselves. Like, of course, it's difficult for you to like show up as your authentic self because you've been trained that that's a bad thing to do. Whereas now you're in a different industry 
And like part of marketing yourself is building trust with your community. And as Latinas, the way that we build trust is through being seen and through being validated. And our community can't know that we're the person for them if we're not sharing who we are authentically, right? And we're helping them feeling seen through our stories. So I love that you mentioned that because part of this work is learning almost to be more of you and learning how to be more of you and showcasing that. And that can bring up a lot of discomfort and a lot of like, quien soy yo? Like, do people care? Because people aren't like, we're not used to sharing those parts of us, right? And I know that there's an internal conflict that can happen of, but why am I coming back to like, las cosas que ya pasaron, right? Um, and sharing those things. But we've, what we fail to realize is that esas cosas que pasaron gave us wisdom. And now we get to share that for other people that are in that, like, in that season of their lives. But sometimes in entrepreneurship, we're like, no, but it's about us. But it's like, no, it's about our community and the impact that we're creating for them. Right. So I love that you shared that those hesitations, right, of like the self-disclosure piece and the coming up and being more of yourself. And and again, like there's a lot of hesitations that come up too, right? Like with all the work-life balance that you were trying to do at the same time and and being more of you in, in that process. So I just think it's it's so beautiful to see like how you were able to almost like look at all the different pieces and you were also able to be like, okay, we're going to work on one first and we're going to work on another one. And this is all <laughs> starting to make sense. If this podcast resonates with you, I invite you to register for my free training on how to double your therapy income without burnout taking place April 29th at 11 a.m. CST. Join me on this free training created to help you learn how to double your therapy income without burnout. By the end of this training, you will know what is keeping you from doubling your income without burnout as a therapist. You will learn the steps you need to take to double your therapy income without guilt and burnout, and you will walk away ready to expand your offerings into coaching. At the end of this training, you will have access to pre-enroll into my signature group program, Aligned Coaching, designed to help you double your therapy income with coaching. You will also get access to a limited time bonus that only those who attend the webinar and slash training will get access to when they enroll inside Aligned Coaching in the first 48 hours. If starting your coaching business and or expanding your services and offerings into coaching has been on your mind for some time, this is your sign to join the movement of Latina therapists doubling their therapy income with coaching. If this is speaking to you, find the link to register for the training in the link in the show notes. You can also find all of the details for enrollment of Aligned Coaching in the show notes as well. So is there any other hesitations that you feel like came up for you in that process? For me, like the coaching, you know, it was something that like, even though I know how to be a therapist, right. I was like coaching, like, how do you coach? You know? So there was a lot of hesitation. Like, can I be a coach? Like, do I have it in me? Am I able to market? Am I able to sell? Those were things that I think I was in conflict because I, you know, Back then, I would tell myself, well, I'm you know, I'm behind the scene kind of girl. Like, I just kind of sit back, I, you know, I show up when I need to. So for coaching, it, it was going to be more like, no, like, you actually have to show up. You have to, you know, engage. You have to, you know, show who you are. 
So even just understanding and even during the program, I remember like I kept saying like, but I don't know how to be a coach and I don't know how to be a coach. And it was just, you know, shifting my mindset, but like, wait a minute, like I have the skill set, right? Like if I'm I'm able, you know, um, I think for me, because I do have the training and the background in neck therapy, I do feel that that makes me even more. Now I'm learning that it makes me even more valuable in terms of being able, you know, to add coaching. But initially it was something that I like, I don't know, like, like coaching. And, and I mean, something that we also is just shifting into like that CEO identity, right? It's like, I have, you know, in my mind, I was like, yeah, I want to be my own boss. And again, I thought I was going to be the like private practice. But even then private practice can also be like a very isolating community. So I was like, no, like, let me, you know, like, whatever this means, the CIO identity, you know, I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> and and that was one thing, you know, in terms of even with hesitation and joining aligned coaching, it was that like, I can do this, I can figure this out, you know, like, I don't need a coach. But also acknowledging that like, okay, yes. And also the business side of things, the entrepreneur side of things, this like CEO identity is something that it's not my strongest suit. It's something that I still, I feel like I, I can learn from, I can grow from. And so that was really my motivation to be like, you know what? Like, again, like, you know, it's, it's as, as we tell our clients, right? Like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be in community. It's okay to, you know, to still be in this like learning, you know, place. So I literally felt like in online coaching, like I was a student again, you know, I was in there and I'm like, let me get as much information as I can, because I know there's a lot that I still didn't know. And even now, right, I'm feeling even just more confident, like, yeah, like I am a CEO and I, I do align with this identity, you know, and again, like the whole, just the professional side of things, but also like the personal shift that has come. And just, you know, uh, doing online coaching and understanding that it's okay if I didn't know everything and that it was okay that I allowed myself to be in this space. Because if I hadn't, if I would have limited myself in doing that, I don't think that I would have met the amazing, you know, mujeres that were in a program. I wouldn't be here today, you know, having this beautiful conversation with you. And honestly, I don't think I would have really gained that like sense of freedom, you know, and I think something that I mentioned one time in our group program is that I feel that coaching for me personally has been like the missing piece to just like my wholeness in terms of like how it is that through coaching and still with everything else that I am doing that I'm really going to be able to show up more wholeheartedly and authentically. Gosh, so beautiful. This is wow. <laughs> I'm like processing coaching. Like, if you're listening to the episode, Norma just said, like, I'm going to repeat it again because she said coaching was a missing piece to her wholeness. It just makes me a little emotional to think about, even you, as I hear you say that, because again, like, as Latinas, we don't get to have enough options, right? And I know this because obviously, like I, I, I coached you, and like we know what's happening behind the scenes and the plans that you have. And when you're ready to share that, right? Like you will. But like I think how meaningful that is for us, right? We're like always searching for this sense of freedom because we always have felt so constricted and like so tied to different things and putting in like being put in boxes all of the time that. The fact that you were able to see, well, like I am a professional, I am highly skilled, I am capable of doing so much, but I'm also deserving to live the life that I want to live, the quality of life I want to have. And 
I feel like something's still missing. And I think oftentimes as like high achieving Latinas, right? We're like, ¿Qué más sigue? ¿Qué más sigue? and in this profession, it's like either you become a psychiatrist or you become a professor, but like there is no more moving up other than like, if you want to like have your private practice and you spoke to how isolating, like being in private practice can be sometimes. And even though it's a beautiful blessing, it can also, you don't have coworkers, right? Like you see your clients. And if you're in private practice and you work remotely, like at home, that you have very little engagement and interaction in community. So it it is almost like you find this, like, find, like, it's almost like this missing piece of a puzzle that you like finally come and see. You're like, damn, I didn't even know this piece existed. I thought I could, like, I was just going to have an empty puzzle. Right. And that was going to be my reality, but no, like that's, this is a beautiful part. And I think so many of our people and like Latina therapists in general, right. We're told of like, no, if you want to work for yourself, it's going to take you 10 years 12 years, you're going to have to get the experience so that you can earn like your right to charge more than, I don't know, a hundred dollars an hour. And like, te, te quitan las ganas de querer seguir, right? And for you, you were like, no, like there's different options. I don't even know what they are yet. This feels like it's right for me. And like, even speaking to the fact of what you mentioned, right. Of like, even asking for help and being willing to receive that help and guidance as someone that is so used to being maybe highly independent, right? I include myself in that where I'm like, why I can do everything by myself. I could figure it out. Yes, we can, but is it going to be help us helpful for us? And is it going to serve us for our best energy? Maybe not necessarily, right? Like, and having the community makes such a huge difference. And I love that you said, you know, you, you started with sharing um, the stories that you used to tell yourself of like, I'm a behind the scenes girl. Like, and I just want to say the stories we tell ourselves matter. It, they matter so much, right? When we talk about identity work too, it's like, if we're telling ourselves a story of, oh no, I'm a behind the scenes person, or I'm not an entrepreneur, or I can do things by myself, right? Like those beliefs, almost like the beliefs that got us to where we are now, aren't necessarily going to get us to where we want to go. And I think something that like, overall we learn when we're in in these community in, in these spaces of community is the importance of borrowing the beliefs of people around us and the importance of being like I don't know what it's going to look like I don't know what the tangible thing is but like I can't see my vision tangibly but they believe in me and they see this in me so I'm going to go run with it and I'm going to hold on to their belief about me and what they're reflecting back to me, right? And they're reflecting my strengths and how capable I am. So I'm going to believe that even though I still don't believe it fully, but I'm working towards getting myself there and shifting those stories that you tell yourself, right? And I know I said so much, but I like, I think a lot about you, Norma, and like how the hesitations you thought about showing up on social media and like sharing your voice, right? And seeing yourself as that behind the scenes girl and we leaned in and we were like, are you though? Like, are you really a behind the scenes girl? <laughs> <laughs> What's coming up for you when I say this? Uh, as you mentioned, like these stories that we tell ourselves, right? Like we, you know, we think that this is, you know, that that's how we're supposed to be. And, you know, I laugh because, you know, we believe that, you know, we believe that. And, but the moment that we change it, we believe that too. You know, it's really about like, sometimes I feel too, it's, you know, not that it's an excuse, but like, and I guess like normalizing, justifying, well, I'm behind the scenes kind of girl. So I'm going to stay this way. 
but now I'm, you know, I, and again, this, this whole journey has also like really allowing me to kind of really look in within myself. And it, it's a beautiful thing because, you know, since I am, I do focus on like inner healing coach. So this whole coaching thing, you know, has definitely been that for me in which, you know, prior to starting the coaching program, I've done my own inner healing. And even in this uh, space that, that I've been in in these past, you know, few months, I feel like it's been even adding more of like what that inner healing means. And even then just like the stories that I can, you know, that I shifted that, you know, I, I can show up and perhaps I'm not going to be this like super loud, like, you know, but then, then I'm like, but, but I am, and I have been, you know, so why is it that I'm choosing not to show up in this way through like social media? So it's, it's been a lot, like the best way I think it's been like a whole like mind shift, the whole mind shift, creating a new narrative of myself letting go of the things that don't serve me anymore, such as like those of like who I thought I was or needed to be because of the, the way I was conditioned to now being like, you know what, like, this is me, you know, and, and now I get to incorporate that. And, you know, even just with like my friends, it always be like, hey, like, why don't you add more of your traveling? Why don't you add more of like your personal, you know, and I'd be like, well, it's because I can't, like, I can't, you know, there's limitations. And now it's like, now that I can, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, like, that's kind of scary. Like, that means I have to be vulnerable, you know? <laughs> um, but it, it, overall, it's, it's just been like, just a beautiful journey that I, I'm on and continue, you know, to being on and just, you know, constantly learning and growing and, and bettering myself. So that way, you know, when I'm able to serve my community, right, I know that my service is a value, it's a quality, and that I'm confident and that I trust myself and that, you know, just continue following like my intuition. And I know we haven't gotten into this, but, you know, I am planning to leave my nine to five job. So, <laughs> so that that's been something I think when I joined line coaching, I had already said like, okay, if I'm going to do this, it means like I'm going to leave my nine to five. And so my plans are to leave by this June. And so in a few months, I would have wanted to leave a lot sooner. Um, but there's some issues in terms of like leaving work in terms of my contract. But I am excited to share, make it public. I'm announcing it. I'm putting in the universe <laughs> that I will be, you know, leaving my nine to five and going full force into my therapy and uh, coaching practice. Oh my God. I like, I'm smiling from ear to ear because it took us a little while to get here, even though the, the seed was planted. Right. But <laughs> like there's, and this is, this is so amazing that you're sharing this because in our minds, when we're in it, right. When we're in the thick of it, we think, ya me quiero ir. I can't wait. I can't wait for the day. Right. And it feels so far away, but like, it feels like we're in this, like, ya quiero que pase energy. And then when you're almost like, you're super close to doing it, you're like, oh, wait, this is what it feels like to make this decision. <laughs> and so much starts coming up for us. But I love that you've given yourself permission to, and we've explored it in many different ways. And I will never tell my clients, leave tomorrow, right? Like, no, I believe you can leave tomorrow, but I'm going to help you create a plan that's going to help you do what better fits your nervous system too, because I want you to feel safe when you're doing it. And I'm again, I'm celebrating you. I like literally cannot wait by the time this episode is released. Like you'd only have like one more month or like month and a half left at work, which is so amazing because you've already demonstrated to yourself what you're capable of through your private practice. And, you know, for those of you listening that st still don't have your private practice, I want you to know that you don't have to wait until you have a private practice to like get to experience everything that Norma is, you know, is sharing with us today. And 
I also love that you shared about the vulnerability piece of like, of like before when you weren't self-disclosing, you were like, oh no, you know, I can't share those parts of myself. But now that you can, you're like, oh wait, I have to be vulnerable. And I think that like, it's almost like, be careful with with what we ask for, right? Because sometimes we think like it's going to get better when, but really like, it's almost like things, challenges will come up at every level that you're, that you're going towards. Right. And I also love what you mentioned about how you used to think of yourself. Like the story you were telling yourself was that you're not really out there. And then you're like, wait, but I am in my personal life. (laughs) I can be out there. Right. And I, I love that you mentioned that because for those that identify as being introverts, right. I think that there's this common misconception that you have to be very extroverted to be able to like market your services and serve and, or that like, if you are marketing your services, you have to let go of all your privacy. But I think you've done such a great job at like stepping into offering your services while showing more of your personality and your story and the things that you love, like traveling. You haven't gone to see her real. Obviously you don't know, you haven't followed her yet, but you know, you're going to follow her in the show notes. We're going to have all her information, but she shared a reel where she has all of her beautiful travels. And I would have never known of these things, right? Her potential clients would have never known if she wouldn't have shared it with us. And it's so beautiful to see this other part because we were like, wow, I love traveling. Wow, that's so cool what she's done, right? How did she get to a place to be so confident to travel solo her whole life, right? You need to learn more about Norma's story because it is so, so beautiful. And I'm going into a tangent now, but all of this to say that like, The stories you tell yourself really matter and we believe what we tell ourselves, right? So again, if you are identify as an introvert, like know that marketing yourself doesn't mean you're going to like let go of your privacy. Will it require you to be vulnerable? Possibly because vulnerability establishes trust and connection, right? So, but it doesn't mean that you have to do it from this place of you know, putting all of your darkest secrets out there. Like you get to disclose what you feel comfortable with disclosing as you feel ready. So, so freaking good. If you loved part one of this episode, make sure to tune in next Tuesday when we release the second part of the interview. See you in the next episode. If you took value from this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate and review the show. This will help other Latina CEOs find us. And if you're excited about this podcast, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Life with Liz. That is L-I-F-E-W-I-T-H-H-L-I-Z. Mil gracias por estar aquí and I'll see you in the next episode.